Hello there, and welcome back to another installment of the Online Warriors podcast. As always, I am Illegal86, and I am joined by the Nerd Bomber. Hello, everybody. And Tactic One. Hello, hello. We're all here. And I realized while I was saying that, that I said welcome back, and it might be some people's first time. Um, do you guys have anything you want to say to any first timers out there to kind of just warm them up to this before we just dive right into what we usually do. You know, if this is your first time listening, um, we appreciate your hanging out with us. And hopefully you don't find us too weird or obnoxious, but we try our best to make ourselves sound fun and entertaining. I'm going to say welcome back, because when you're here, it's like you were always a member of the family. When you're here, you're family. What, do what is that? What restaurant it's, is that? It's Olive Garden. It's the Olive Garden, yeah. Okay. We don't get free Actually, breadsticks, though. If only. We're not sponsored by Olive Garden. I recently went to Olive Garden, and it was good. So maybe now they'll sponsor us. But Could you imagine now, if we had like free breadsticks while we recorded this? Oh my god, that'd be so good. I watched a... a and this we're already going on a tangent, but I feel like it's worth it. I watched a, a video on YouTube recently. You ever heard of YouTube? I don't and know. It was, they, there was... It was these two guys, right? And they were ranking like free bread at chain restaurants (laughs) and first of all it was an intoxicating video just watching two guys eat bread and decide how good it is compared to other bread that's what 2018 is all about but they ranked olive garden like fifth what was the winner i have to ask outback steakhouse with their pumpernickel bread was it no i i believe outback steakhouse was right near it was either right below or right above olive garden actually um I'm trying to remember what the chains were. I know what won. And what won was lobster, red lobster, cheddar bay biscuits. Oh, they do have good biscuits. See, I don't even I like lobster. I don't know. I don't like lobster. And that's the only thing that I enjoyed in my experience there. So. so you just go to red lobster and eat the bread? I mean, I go to red lobster because other people like to I've go to red been. lobster. That's not true. We went together. And I had like very bland, well, not bland, but very like plain spaghetti because I didn't want any seafood, and I basically just nommed on those biscuits. They're I did solid. not know they sold, they sold spaghetti at, at Red Lobster. You, like, you've only been to Red Lobster once, Tectic? Must have been, because I don't even remember it. <laughs> wow, is that good? Red Lobster, not a sponsor. Um, anyways, when you're here, you're family. Very uh, true. Yeah, not by blood, but by bond, or whatever that saying is. Uh, we're we're back as usual. We're going to talk to you about a number of things, but before we do, let's kick it off the way we always do with the "What are you up to Wednesday?" and let's take it over to. Let's start with. Oh, man, this is always a hard choice. I think last time I started with tactics, so let's start with Nerd Bomber this time. All right, this is good because I feel like he might try to steal my "What are you up to?" So there's two things primarily that I've been up to lately. Uh, the first one is I've been playing a lot of Sonic All-Star Racing Transformed. And if you guys remember, this is a game that was back out on like PS3 and Xbox 360, like that generation of games. And recently, back in June, Xbox gave that game out uh, through backwards compatibility with Games with Gold. And I don't know why, but last week I was just like scrolling through the games that I had available to me to download. And I didn't want something serious. I just wanted to like play kind of a fun, quick, and easy game. So I installed it, and it ended up turning into about, like, eight hours of my week last week. 
So if you haven't played it, it's kind of like Mario Kart, but with Sonic characters. But in addition to just like kart racing, they also, the car transforms, hence why it's called like Sonic Racing Transformed, into a boat or an airplane. And so instead of just like regular racing tracks, there's also like, you have to fly through rings and it's just a lot of fun. And I spent, man, probably like, like I said, eight and a half to nine hours playing this game and just getting like super absorbed. And I don't even know where it came from. It was just I like, do. where did it come from? I said, let's download it. <laughs> no, but like, I don't know what drew me in and caused me to like really get addicted so not- to this game. It's not nostalgia? Like, you didn't play it when it first came out? I did not play it when it first came out. And this is both of you, right? So can I ask a question? So Tectic did help. So here's the thing. To unlock all the different characters, and, like, maybe that's where it came from. I'm addicted to unlocking stuff. Like, if any game developer is out there, that's how you draw me in. If you want me to play your game, make it, like, somewhat difficult to unlock stuff, and I'll probably sit there for hours trying to do it. So to unlock the characters, you have to go through, like, the world tour and beat all of these different levels and accrue star points, which then you can use to buy characters. And I'm still working on it. Right now I have 127 stars, and the highest character I need 140, I think, so I'm still working on it. Now, I generally agree with that principle of having stuff that unlocks is like, that's what's also going to get me wired in, with a few caveats. Like, it's kind of a slippery slope. Looking at you, Battlefront 2, you all remember what happened with that. But my perspective on this is, oh man, I can't remember what day it was. Maybe you can tell me. But first of all, I look if if you ever have a Snapchat story, I look at it. Let me start there. Uh, secondly, I got there was a Snapchat story where you were like, you sent it at like two thirty in the morning or something. Do you remember what I'm talking about? And you were playing this game. Yep, we had started playing. Oh man. Uh... Probably it and this was, was around... a weekday, I feel like. Was this a weekday? No, it was a no, it was a Friday night. Um, oh, and I had started playing actually around 10.30. And then Tectic was actually out for the night, and he came back home around 11.30. And we just continued to play until 2.30. Because the, the cool thing about this game is that any mode, even in like the competitive career mode, you can do split screen. So even if like I didn't win, if he won, then it would advance me in my progress. So that was kind of cool. 10.30, always a good time to start playing video games. I mean, it was a Friday. I didn't think it would take me for another, like, five hours. I thought it would be, like, a freeze for an hour and then go to bed. Did not happen that way. So, in all seriousness, I couldn't go to sleep because I had just gotten Taco Bell because I just got home from skating and I was feeling good. And so I came home with a lot of Taco Bell. And ever since I hit the age of... 26 i can't eat food and then go to bed without getting acid reflux so i had to stay up i thought you meant you ate it and it like amped you up like i was already amped from hockey the taco bell the the baja blast man that's loaded with caffeine Mm -hmm. it's true see taco bell makes me sleepy well anyway so long story short this game is a lot harder than you'd think it is too considering it's like a family-based game so it's challenging and addictive, and that was one part of my week. And then the other part, because I always like to give book shout-outs every now and then, is I read this book called Semiosis, written by Sue Burke. And it was, I read about an article on The Verge, and it was like one of the highest rated science fiction books of 2018 so far. And I will say it was a really fascinating read. It sounds very 
heavy on the science based on the title. It really wasn't. Um, The premise is basically these people leave Earth to try to colonize another planet, and when they get there, and this isn't really a spoiler because you find this out in the first couple chapters, when they get there, um, the plant life around them is actually intelligent and sentient, and they have to figure out how to live with these plants. And you get some perspective from the plants, you get some chapters from the human perspective, and it's just a really interesting, it's not super hard on the science, it's more just like a societal kind of outlook book. Do they try to eat any crops? There's a, I mean, they go into depth with that, like how that works. Are it's they... really interesting, the dino, the sociodynamic between the plants and the humans, and how they interact with each other, knowing that they're all sentient. Yeah, because I didn't mean that in a way of like, I was I wasn't like, oh, is this book hard on the science? Because that means I'm not going to read like one of my favorite science fiction books, which we all read together, actually, The Martian. Mm-hmm. That's like super heavy on the science, right? But there's just there's a wide range in that genre of like this is like a really like, bam, 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 STEM knowledge needed kind of book, and then there's also the like, quote unquote sci-fi books that are just like we're in space, but we're angsty and we're teenagers. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it's an adult book. It's not a teenage book by any means, not young adult. Um and they do get into some of the science when it comes to like how the plants like just basic basic cellular science for some stuff, but not really too in depth where if you didn't like know molecules or something you wouldn't be missing anything cuz I didn't realize most of them. Well, uh shout out to Sue Burke and her book um, I'll have to give it a look. Tactic one. So Halloween decorations, check. Sonic Battle Racing, check. We didn't talk about Halloween decorations. <gasps> Ooh, I decorated for Halloween. Well, it sounds like you both decorated for Halloween. I just, I just already had written in that you had said everything that I did already. Well, thank you for saving that. That's exciting. You're welcome. So uh. decorated the house for Halloween. Had the cool spiderweb lights on the garage and the front window. And now this year, so what's really exciting is we had this graveyard scene. And last year, it was just kind of cool when the sun was out, but there was nothing to really showcase it once the sun set and you couldn't really see it. But this year, we got this nice, like, purple spotlight that does this cloudy appearance. And it really, really kind of pulls the whole scene together. Really excited about it. You didn't mention the best part. So I've seen a picture of this. Um, there's a there's a skeleton in the door, like one of those like cutout skeletons. And the way it's posed, it looks like it's like the sassiest skeleton. It's got like a hand on its hip, and it's like it's kind of welcoming you, but it's also kind of like giving you sass. It's supposed and... to show waving, but when you don't actually have the hand moving and it's a freeze frame, it just looks like it's not about that business. It's just a sassy skeleton. So, like, to me, that's the scariest part. Because when I walk up to a house, I don't want any sass. I just want to get in my zone to get ready to meet the people that are in the house. And get candy. And get candy. So, I don't want to spend too much time on trick-or-treating, but I did think of this question uh, when we were talking about the Halloween direct decorations before, actually. What, to your memory, and if you don't want to share this information, if it's too personal, that's fine. What was the oldest, how old were you when you stopped trick-or-treating? 
Uh, so regularly I stop trick-or-treating, I want to say maybe sixth grade was my last year that me and my neighbor went out together and then we realized that we were a little bit too big. But then I did hit um, my freshman year in high school. For whatever reason, me and a a relatively large group of friends thought that it would be fun to go out, so we did. And we got lots of candy. Actually, I think they carried over into my sophomore year of high school, and then after that we stopped because we started working at that point. I know for me it was... It was later than sixth grade. I don't know exactly when it was, but man, sixth grade? I I feel like for me, it was probably like seventh or like maybe eighth grade. I was like, all right, this is it. I'm finishing junior high. I'm I'm officially turning into a full-fledged adult. I'm done doing this. But I honestly, I don't really remember it. So maybe I shouldn't have asked this question. I just thought it was an interesting topic. Technic one, let's, let's hear from... Mine was seventh grade for sure. It was last time trick-or-treating coincided with the first year I started dating girls. Was there, was there a causality there? Were you like, is there, is there, are those two things related is what I'm asking. So I always did things on all of the holidays with my girlfriends or my girlfriend at the time. Rather. Multiple girlfriends. <laughs> my girlfriend at the time. And I have no recollection of doing anything trick-or-treating wise but i always like went to like things and haunted houses with them so that means that it would have had to been the last one absolutely was the october of my seventh grade year because seventh grade the end of it is when i had my first girlfriend and this is like a real girlfriend not that puppy love stuff i we held hands we (laughs) We could probably spend an entire episode talking about middle school relationships. I know I could, but let's not. Um, we're going to do a whole, probably going to do a whole episode about Halloween, spooktacular, etc. So we can move off that. I was, I was just curious. Um, as for me, as for my, what have I been up to? You might be wondering. Um, yesterday, I watched this movie that you guys have probably heard of because it came out in like 2002. I'm not really up to date. But it was called Signs. You ha- Signs. Have you not seen that yet? I had never seen Signs. So okay. in the past, like, what? So I believe there was an episode of this podcast, and I don't remember when it was, but there was a movie that I said was just like Signs. And I said, you have to watch it. I remember us having a conversation about how you hadn't watched Signs, and I was, like, flabbergasted. So I need all of your opinions right now, and did... I don't remember what the movie was that we compared it to, but did you think it was like that movie? It was a silent movie. Oh, yeah. A Quiet Place. Was it? No. Yeah. Remember the aliens were similar? I don't think that was... I don't don't think that's what I was comparing it to. The... Right away... Okay, so A Quiet Place is the movie you were comparing it to. Was it? Yes. I'm right. That's what it sounds like. I don't remember. I don't remember Mm. anything. I don't remember Breakfast, but... Tactic seems pretty sure. I don't think it was very much like A Quiet Place, except for the fact that there was a lot of corn and there was a lot of stuff in the corn. And and I guess they were aliens. Kind of spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen Signs. But if you haven't seen Signs, I mean, geez, you're not like, lamer than me. So the aliens looked the same. It was a common revelation at the end of what got rid of them. It was just something like simple. I mean, the, I don't think the aliens look that similar. But yeah, you're right about the about the latter of those two things. It, I, I thought it was great. I've been going through 
uh, I don't really know how this started exactly. I'm currently writing a, a post about it for my blog. Shout out, shout out. But I've recently been going through some of M. Night Shyamalan's uh, better movies. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he started making crappy movies, and that's kind of what the blog post is about. But, like, I've been going through, like, I watched Sixth Sense, I watched Signs, I watched Unbreakable. And they're all awesome. And it, like, makes me sad because, like, the reason I'm watching those now and I didn't watch them back when they came out is because I was too young and arguably too chicken to watch these movies. So now I'm watching them and I'm absolutely loving them. So I guess that's one thing I'm doing. If you, if, if you haven't seen any of the three that I just mentioned, stop what you're doing and go watch them because especially this time of year, they're they're really awesome. So can I be frank with you? I, I would love that. I, I have that. never seen Signs fully through to the like from start to finish i've seen enough bits and pieces of it to piece together the movie so i totally get the fact that you're not seeing it until now see the thing about science is that well sixth sense i guess was kind of the same way like when i went into those two movies i was like i feel like i've already seen this because like the sixth sense and signs are kind of a bit they're like enough stapled into like general pop culture that you can just feel like you know what's going on the whole time and like mm-hmm. in the case of the sixth sense i definitely did because i knew what the twist was i'm not i wasn't born under a rock I haven't seen that one yet like, either like well from start I, to finish do you know what the twist is though yeah he was dead the whole time i still i wasn't gonna say it but anyways uh if you don't know by now you first of all how have you even managed that but it still managed to be good even when you know that stuff and like signs was the same way because like signs i feel like i kind of knew what was going on because of like the scary movie like people doing parodies of it and like yeah there's aliens they're wearing the tinfoil hats like again it's like this kind of pop culture thing but i will say with signs i was waiting for a twist the entire time and like the whole time i was like there's no aliens these this is all made up there's no aliens and then there's actually aliens. So it was like a meta twist. I was waiting for the twist. And the twist was that there was no twist. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Science. the and twist was really, the twist came, and no spoilers, although it's an old movie again, but the twist really came in the overarching theme of the movie. Right. Like there was it a was... message and all of a sudden it was just like, bam. Yeah, it wasn't a plot twist. It was like a, it was like a theme twist because there was right. still like this this clim- this really satisfying climax at the end where like Mel Gibson's character like puts it all together and is like oh I you know I'm, I believe in something again and blah 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 and it's, it's really triumphant and it's like kind of moving and it's awesome but it's not a plot twist so yeah they're really good so that's one thing I've been doing uh, the other thing that I've been doing that I wanted to mention is I've been winning in fantasy football. And I'm really happy about it. We don't have to get into details, but uh, this is true. I will. So this is true. As you guys know, I invited him to my daily fantasy league. Um, for mistake. those of you who aren't sure what that is, just go back a few episodes. Basically, it's like um, DraftKings, but it's with your friends and it's weekly. And you and your brother are both in like one and two. Yeah. Right? Although you, you you are close behind. I really wanted to bring this up because I really wanted to just. Talk to Tactic for for a brief second. Tactic's also in it, and as far as I know, Tactic, you're the you're kind of like the newbie, like the greenhorn of the bunch. And sure. boy, boy, you're you're in a distant. I don't know what place you are. I'm not going to look it he up. He is in eighth place. Um, eighth place, and 
there's one guy who like just doesn't even set lineups. He's intense. So, and he's intense. So really you're you're eighth out of nine. And incidentally, the person you're beating is my other brother, who had like a historically bad week this week. But anyways, I'm doing really good in fantasy and it makes me happy. Uh shout out to my fantasy team if if you're listening. Although like in daily it actually changes every week, so that would be a lot of people. Anyways, that is what I've been up to. So let's talk about stuff. Uh, let's talk about Amazon.com for like the bajillion. How many times do you guys think we've talked about Amazon on this podcast? Probably a lot, but you know what? They do so much stuff. It's not even fair. Like between them and I want to say like we've talked about Apple a ton, all of the different video game companies we've talked about a ton. It's not fair. Yeah. They just give us too much to work with. So the reason we're talking about Amazon today is, I mean, usually when we talk about Amazon, we're talking about good stuff. But today, uh, some very good news broke today. Um, they have set the minimum wage for all of their U.S. employees to $15 an hour, which the federal minimum wage is seven twenty-five. So it's basically double that. Um, as far as I know, it's a pretty big increase from what people were making before. And I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, especially in the case of the warehouse workers, all these stories have been going around lately about like these people can't even take like bathroom breaks and like they're barely getting by. So all in all, it's great news. Yeah. So I guess the old um, hourly pay for warehouse workers, or at least temp warehouse workers were about like just under $11 depending on where you lived. So, I mean, that's a good around four-ish dollars per hour, which makes a big impact on people's lives. Definitely. And, like, you know, it's, I, I, gotta, I gotta say, uh, at the very least, to provide a counterpoint to this argument or this discussion, other than just saying, this is good, this is good over and over again. Do you worry when you hear this that, like, oh, man, I'm not gonna be able to get, like, something off of Prime for, like, super cheap? No, not necessarily, because... So the warehouse workers and whatnot, first of all, a lot of that stuff is automated at this point. Um, I, I don't remember where I was reading, but I think a lot of like the stocking and shipping, like they have a computer and a whole automated system, a robot that goes and like takes your item off the shelf, pops it in a box. Someone throws some of those packing bubbles in there, tapes it up and ships it out. That might even be automated. I don't even know. Um, so I'm not really worried about that too much and a lot of the actual um third parties who are selling the stuff through amazon are the places setting the price so okay so i mean i mean i wasn't that worried to begin with but it sounded like i shouldn't really be worried about it at all you might see a little bit of a bump in prices but i don't think anything too much because part of the reason why some of these products are so competitively priced are because they're like third-party, not knockoffs, but alternatives to the big names, and the only place that they can sell their items is really through Amazon, because they can't afford to go in the big box store. Can I make a? Can I make an interesting proposition? Is Please. it possible that this is the only company where trickle-down economics worked? How so? So everyone knows, it's no secret, right? People got bigger tax returns. I mean, less taxes this year. Um... I don't know. I think a lot of this was actually from public pressure, though, because I know there is that big expose on Amazon's working conditions. And ever since then, people have been kind of railing on Amazon as a big corporate entity. 
And I think it was just something, I don't know if it was necessarily a political move, more so than just a public perception move. Because yeah, that makes I mean, me feel a little bit better about buying all my stuff on Amazon. Well, like I said, I've been hearing things left and right about like, oh, these people are, you know, in, in these conditions and it's it's horrible and, you know, specifics of it. But I would imagine that it's more because of that than because of the, of the tax stuff. I could be wrong. Um, I mean, so a good example of this, I was looking at uh, the Amazon Kindle Oasis, the uh, new waterproof Kindle. It's not really new. It's been out for a couple of years. And recently, Kobo leaked that they're going to... It's another uh, e-reader manufacturer. And they're basically going to release something that looks very, very similar to the Kindle Oasis. And assumedly, it hasn't been announced yet, but it will assumedly be waterproof and basically be the Kindle Oasis at a cheaper price point. And a lot of the places where I've been reading um, about the news, they've been saying like, oh, this is great if you want to get out from under the Amazon corporate overlord that's keeping everybody down, paying them like nothing. So I wonder yeah. if they're seeing stuff like that and they need to react somehow. I, I think they're, among other big companies, they're like one of the biggest corporate boogeymen that exist. Mm -hmm. And people are inclined to blame big companies like that for, for a lot of problems. Uh, both both wrongly and rightly, I, I will say. I saw that they're they came out. Or I think it's in the pre-order phase. An Amazon microwave, guys. What? I didn't yeah. see that. What? Yeah, you, it's a voice-activated mic, which like. That's kind of when you think about it. That's pretty. I, I think it's really stupid. Like, you still have to put something in there. Yeah. So, what, like... What's the What's the point? So you're gonna put it in and then run away and say. I don't know. We'll call this Joe Microwave. Joe Microwave popcorn. I mean, it's yeah. It's still called Alexa. I know. I know you don't want to say Alexa because your Alexa's going to talk to you. My That's Alexa's probably avoiding. about to talk to me. Um, but I just think it's so funny. Like, I'm sure there are reasons. I'm sure they've done the market research of like people are going to eat this, eat this up. Um, but they recently came out with that, and they came out with one for the car, which I'm actually more excited about. I did um, see that. The only thing that I'm concerned about is that you do have to like plug it into your phone, and I feel like that's just a pain in the butt. I I put in for like the. It's just weird. Like you have to like apply for like an invitation to buy it. Mm -hmm. What I'd like to see is for uh, coffee, or like a Keurig. So one of my biggest issues with the Keurig is when you turn it on, it has to heat up the water, and. Yes, I can just walk up to it and push the button and it starts. But if I can yell down the hallway, start coffee, and at least the water is heated by the time I get there, bam. Right. That makes absolute sense. I, are we sure that doesn't already exist? If it doesn't, I'm sure Keurig will listen to this and steal that idea. Keurig, uh, copyright, TM. There, we're good. They can't steal it. Um, so so that that's our... our weekly or our, i guess our, our bi-weekly piece of amazon news now let's talk about let's let's go into the world of gaming and let's talk about bowsette am i pronouncing i'm even pronouncing that right yes you are pronouncing that correctly so this was my favorite thing on the Ever. internet as of late yeah i'm going to i haven't i'll be honest i haven't really followed this one too closely so i'm going to bowsette out of this one so, oh, I, I implore Amazing. you guys to comment on this. 
So in in the the upcoming Mario game for the Nintendo uh, Switch, it was released that there'll be a super crown for Toadette. Okay, Toadette is a is a female Toad character, and when she gets the super crown, she turns into Peachette, which isn't Peach, but it makes her look like a lot like Peach. So you've already lost me. I just want to say that there's too many. I'm apps. already confused. So all it is is Toadette gets an upgrade to Peachette. That's it. It's it's why. Think of one character wearing this crown and it turns her into a Peach lookalike. Okay, I can kind of visualize that. All right. Okay. So everyone went out and said, "This is lame. What if Bowser took the super crown and became Bowsette and is like a like a gothic punk rock? I hate to say this, but like a sexy Peach." And so now. <laughs> The internet's pushing for what? it, and yeah, oh yeah, the internet's pushing for a sexy peach, and Nintendo is responding. Are they really doing a sexy peach? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, they're looking into it. You have you my know, curiosity, now you have my attention. Are you sure that they're not just like, quote unquote, looking into it to kind of appease the no. masses? They're, they're actually going to do I this? I guarantee you that it, I mean, let's think about it. Sexy peach, it's DLC. Japan. DLC. It's Japan. Think about DLC. <laughs> Did Think they about do... it's Japan. Well, right, but like, does Nintendo do DLC? I don't know. Uh, yes. So that's a great opportunity. Oh, absolutely. For another but bucks. everyone, and here's the craziest part: the second that that like the day after Bowsette became a thing, and it was just a, like a sketch. It started with like a drawing, a cartoon that someone made, and uh, the day after everyone got hyped about Bowsette, their stock pir- prices skyrocketed. Just from a drawing I, someone did on the internet. A comic strip. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm still so confused. So wait, what? Back up. The what's internet the super happened. Crown? What's the super crown and why are... Who's getting it and what is it changing them into? Why don't so, we do the progression again? So let's take any character ever. Okay, let's, let's what make What game this... are we in? Are we in Super Smash Brothers right now? No. Damn. What, what, yeah, what game is this? It's I forget the name. It's one of the new Mario games coming out. Hold up, hold up. How did you pronounce that? Mario. Okay. I should not have Google searched, Google image searched Bowsette on my work computer. It's in the new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. That's the game. I will say from Googling, the one thing that's immediately clear is that this character would never be able to function because she's she's really top heavy. Yeah. Oh, I also have now Googled it. Ooh, what? It's it's pretty messed up. People are already cosplaying this. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, guys, don't Google this. I'm throwing that out there right away. Not suitable not for a, work. Not, this is not a good. It's not a good Google. Oh. In general, not not, not safe for anywhere. Well, that's what happens when the internet. The internet does what the internet does. But anyway, so the the theory behind the super crown is you take any character and this is what fans have came up with and when they put it on it'll be a peach rendition of what that character was so toad puts on the thing becomes a peach lookalike with some of its toad features bowser becomes a peach lookalike with some of the bowser features you know as someone so i'm not really i'm not a big nintendo fan beyond pokemon i never really had any of the systems so i'm not a huge fan person 
Um, but I always was under the impression that Peach was one of the more lame characters. Right? Am I wrong? Well, there's a lot of theories right. on, on why they're doing this. Um, because she was originally, and my favorite theory, which I think holds the most water, in the very, very, very early on in Mario, um, Peach was originally called Princess Toadstool. And she was the princesses of all the toads. And she actually looked a lot like more, like Toad, like the mushroom t- head and all that other great stuff. Okay. And over time, they made her more human-like. So one theory that I had, is, well, not that I had, that I saw, um, was that the Toadette make, wants to be more like humanoid and be like the progression that Peach took. So that's where the super crown came. That's what it takes to become... So with that theory, though, not to dash the hopes and dreams out of all of the people making these sketches, but then it wouldn't make sense for anyone but Toad to follow that progression. These are fan theories, right? Though. So, right. yes, I, 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 I agree with you there, but a lot of cool ones came out of it. Bowsette is pretty cool. My personal favorite was Boozette. They made a peach rendition of Boo. Now I got to see this. And it's like this ghost peach, which is pretty sweet. White hair. It's a safe Google. I don't want to Google this without um, knowing. Also not safe to Google. No, not safe to Google at all. Alright, well. I will say, so I am impressed that people of the internet mobilize so quickly. Like, I'm scrolling through, and while they may not be suitable for work, and they're very busty, so don't necessarily look at these on your work computer, um... There are so many images and fan arts that have already popped up, and it hasn't been, like, these have all been created within the last week. And it's very impressive. Like, I'm just scrolling. They're not duplicates. There's just so many different images. So, way to go, artists of the internet. I'm very impressed. So, Tactic, you're you're the one with your ear lowest to the ground in this situation. Do you think this is actually going to happen? I think now they're the going to make a G-rated version of Bowsette. So probably less busty and a little more... Con- <laughs> well, no. They'll probably take Peach's normal dress, turn it black, put the horns, give her like fire powers and things like that. There's there's ways to do Bowsette and still cater to the appropriate G-rated audience, right? I would think so. <laughs> they don't have to go, oh. yes... Top needs to be almost non-existent. Let's do this. You heard it here first, folks. What's this game called? Super Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Check out Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, but maybe put the kids to bed first. Let's talk about Venom. Oh man. So I uh, haven't seen have you seen the movie? I have to start with that. Have you seen the movie? Mm-hmm. The movie is not yet out, so no. Oh, that's right. It's not coming out for another few days. <laughs> All right, so let me ask another question. Have you ever played Marvel versus Capcom? No. No. Man. So that's what you wanted to hear. I don't care if this movie is garbage. What I'm most excited for... So in Marvel versus Capcom, every single time you picked Venom, he would jump out on the screen and go, We are Venom. And I, I thought that was cool. Because it was, it was kind of playing on the schizophrenia side of it, which is where he's two characters, but really one being. Um, so when I saw the trailer and he said, we are Venom, I was like, oh my God, right in the childhood. 
So that was really exciting for me. The things that I'm finding interesting are the reviews. Yeah, the social media embargo was lifted uh, it was either today or yesterday. So for a while, people couldn't say anything about it. They couldn't talk about it. And now the, that embargo has been lifted. And I haven't seen much, but what I've seen has not been good. I've seen comparisons to the Halle Berry Catwoman. Nice. So it was really good then. Yeah, uh, show-stopping. I've heard very bad things, basically, saying how... It's a total joke, a total waste of the great all-star cast that they put together. Does that mean Eddie Brock is going to be busty just like in Catwoman? Uh, I don't think so. We'll see. I mean, I what I what the main thing that I heard is that it goes back in time to, like, before the MCU and before superhero movies were taken remotely seriously. And, like, I I didn't see any Catwoman comparisons. I just I was wondering what it could be compared to. Was it like the old Spider-Mans, which like were still pretty good in their own right, but they weren't they weren't of the caliber that the MCU is. Um, the one thing I've seen that's been positive has been, oh, this could result in some cool tie-ins with the Spider-Man stuff. Um, that the the current Spider-Man with like Tom Holland and stuff. I've never been jazzed about it. Honestly, when I saw the first trailer, I was like, this looks like it's going to be pretty crappy. So, in a sense, I guess I feel vindicated, but I don't know if I want to feel vindicated. I'd like for it to be good. I like Tom Hardy. I, I like the idea of an anti-hero. My only problem with Tom Hardy is I don't like his voice in this one. His voice, because he's not really American, he he's always tries to do these different American voices, and I'm not a fan. He talks like a baby, kind of, like that. That's what it sounds like to me. That, I'm just curious to see it because so everyone's saying that it's a bad thing because it went backwards and isn't following the new superhero movie structure and I know a lot of people now look at superhero movies with that in their mind and as we've talked ad nauseum like I'm kind of burnt out on those type of movies so like maybe it is just like a mindless fun superhero movie and I wouldn't totally hate that in my opinion if they wanted to introduce Venom into the MCU there's only one correct way to do it. And you're going to have to bear with me, folks. In Venom's whole career, he decides to be a superhero at one point. He actually fights aliens and things like that. And he's called Agent Venom. And that's when he's got like a, a hold of things. He's, he's doing good. He's being a good guy. And he's traveling the galaxy. So that's what with the realm of how big they're doing things i.e. at a galaxy level, Agent Venom would have been the appropriate way to introduce him and, and do the backstory at, at a later time. But Well, if I'm not mistaken, I thought, because this is produced by Sony, and I thought there was like a very clear distinction made, and I don't remember if it was Sony or Marvel, basically saying that there is no tie-in. This is a completely separate standalone movie. It should not be viewed as a tie-in. It should not be viewed in the same universe, and it will never be tied in. Am I wrong? I, I just think I, I think I saw a tweet that said otherwise, but let me see if I can find it. Because I know back when uh, who Fantastic Four was Sony too, correct? Or am I wrong? Yes. And I know, like, even with that movie, they they made sure to say like this is not tied in to anything. Like this is a standalone, not going to be tied in. 
as evidenced Sony by does Michael not do B. These Jordan. What? Can Sony just like not do these movies? Well, I know wasn't it a huge fight to try to get um, Spider-Man back from them too? That was the whole Andrew Garfield far- attempt. Yeah, as far as I can remember, the Andrew Garfield movies are they're not the worst, but they're not very good. I find myself wanting Topher Grace back. Remember Topher Grace's Venom? You know, I don't know. I think he's too old at this point. Yeah, I was wishful thinking. And he was too good of a foil. Like, he was basically the poor man's Tobey Maguire at the time. Because he was, like, a television star, not a movie star. So he was, like, a good foil for Tobey Maguire. Whereas now he doesn't really have somebody that he would go well against, if that makes sense. Bring back Toby. Toby was the greatest. Toby was... Okay, imagine this. Bring back Toby for, like, a middle-aged Spider-Man. Mm. I, that'd, be, that'd be amazing. Totally dip, totally off of the MCU. Just Toby. So what if, what if they did it like this? Um, Miles Morales exists in the universe that... Peter Parker exists in when Peter Parker is older. So what if he's not the main Spider-Man of the story, but rather the Spider-Man that helps train Miles? Oh, if Tobey Maguire is like a mentor role? Yeah. Yeah, I could get down with that. Yeah, that'd be pretty good, right? That would actually be really solid. Yeah, I thanks, really like guys. that. Thanks. I just want Tobey Maguire back. I can't stress enough that he was the best Spider-Man. Tom Holland's okay, but... Do you know what? why I would like to see Toby as, like, the mentor? Because that's when he's already been through a lot. And he's got the kind of face where he's seen some stuff. And he could play off that role where he's beaten down. He's had a lot of loss in his life. That's why I think that would be perfect. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine a movie where, like, he's, like, training Miles Morales. And he's like, hey, remember that? Do you remember that time that I fought the Sandman? And then they talk about this, like, oh, that they have so much to draw on. It would be kind of like, oh, um, the Karate Kid. Yes, that's a great vision. Right. Yeah. I do, do you guys want to make should... a, a fan movie, a, a foovie? How are we going to get Toby Maguire here? No, I'll be Toby. It's not a big deal. That defeats the whole purpose. It, I, I, I will, it will say Peter Parker, played by Toby Maguire, played by Tectic One. Duh. We should wait for Toby Maguire to actually be as old as Mr. Miyagi. Though. Hey man, not you can't. Yeah, yeah words. Hundred um, percent of shots you never take are missed. Damn, I messed up that quote. You miss hundred percent of the shots that you never take. Quote Wayne Gretzky. Quote Michael Scott. Quote Nerd Bomber. Yeah, That's you heard it here first. For. So, Venom, check it out or don't, because. So far, the reviews aren't very good. Let, let me see. I, I, last I checked on Rotten Tomatoes, which is where I live, there was not yet a score. Oh, but there is a score now, and it's 28 is what Oof, I just saw. That's rough. Although, I think, man, I saw it for a second, and now it's gone. We should revisit this. So our task is to, at some point, I'll go see the movie. We'll regroup in an episode or two and compare our opinion to the opinions of the rest of the world. I like it because it means I get to go and watch a movie. Perfect. 
Um, so yeah, Venom. Uh, we'll revisit that. Uh, the last topic that I want to talk about before we get to our typical game. I'm so excited. Harry Potter, the Harry Potter Rocksteady leaked footage. Okay, now, so it's not, you know. I have to clarify you already. I did a lot of reading on this. Like, I'm stoked. It is not produced by Rocksteady. It's not developed by them. Why did I think it was? There were a lot of articles when it was first leaked, um, assuming that it was made by Rocksteady. But since then, um, I don't remember who, but somebody clarified that it was not actually made by Rocksteady. And it's actually looking like another studio called Avalanche maybe creating it, and they were responsible for Disney Infinity. But again, that's just speculation. I mean, this footage, like, if you're a Harry Potter fan or a video game fan, you should pause this podcast right now and go watch this footage. I mean, the clip you're going to see, I saw it on Reddit, and it was, like, filmed on a potato. I don't know if there's only one clip going around, but the one I saw was very low quality, but through the low quality... Man, it looks really, really good. So basically like, the story behind this and why it was filmed on a potato, some Reddit user or somebody out there um, went in for like market research apparently and they showed them this clip and wanted their opinion on it and they took a video of it with a potato phone. Um, but there's basically, no way that was allowed. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but it basically, like the graphics look pretty impressive for what I'm assuming is an early state of this game. And it kind of looks like I saw a snippet of a character creator, and it looks like you are actually a student. You can make your character like in an RPG, and you're at Hogwarts, you're doing spells, there's battles. It kind of looked not like a Fallout, but like maybe like a Fallout, Skyrim, Witcher-type game. I don't really know how to describe it, but it looked super awesome. You got to cast spells, there were creatures. Ah, oh, I've been yeah, waiting you're... for this game for my life. I just it's like amazing. that you can have a custom character. Yeah, you can make it look exactly like Tobey Maguire if you want. Well, no. You know what the best part about custom character games? You know when it's like a serious, dramatic scene, and your your character makes it into the cutscene, and your character just looks ridiculous? See, I never went yeah. that way. I always made my characters look like myself. Yeah, me too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have very much experience with character creators but I tended to make them look mostly serious mostly like okay if I was in space and I was a captain of a ship I'm talking about Mass Effect now oh such a good game. Isn't, isn't there character creation in Mass Effect there is yeah so when I was making that character for when I briefly played that game which is can't stress enough very brief uh, I remember thinking I want, but also, Captain. I would not look like me. I would look like A, B, way musclier. Of course. C, I, for whatever reason, I was like, I feel like if I was a space captain, I would have no hair. Like, I would, it'd be just shaved up there. Well, I mean, you'd probably, you'd be like military, very closely shaved cut. Right. In real fade. life, I have plenty of hair, by the way. No one can see me, but... Lots of luscious And when locks. I say plenty of hair, I don't mean... I'm not, like, grunging out here. I'm just, like... I got, like, regular hair. Imagine Harry Potter's hair. Kind of like that, but not the same color. Can I give you a recommendation for your next character creation? Please. Make everything badass, okay? Like you already do. You know, Captain Material. Except, if you have the option, 
give them a really creepy smile. And that enhances the cutscene experience. So, so they're just always smiling. So if it's a really like sad scene, your person in the background just snickering. See, I feel like, and this is like another larger conversation that I think we probably could have at one point. But I think it's just the way that we all differently approach games. So like, I like to yeah. go into those games and try to be as immersive as possible. Yeah, that and, would pull me out. Yeah, that That's would just completely ruin the experience. I don't and, really do that, but I'd like him to do that. You have done it in the past, and that actually goes to show. So, like, I'm a very story-driven player, whereas Tactic, he plays snippets of games and then never comes back to it. That's like, he true. has fun for a little bit, and then he's done. He does, like, goofy things. And I think that goes to illustrate how we approach games differently. Oh, man. I would not be able to live under the same roof. Yeah. It's that. difficult. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Anyways, this game looks amazing. Uh, this game is like take my money amazing from the looks of it. Um, it makes sense. A Harry Potter game. I mean, they used to make like, you would play the old Harry Potter PC games because oh, those games were dope as hell. But like, how have they not made any really successful games since then? It's it's a huge wealth of, of IP to be mined by a company that can handle it. And, and I mean, you think of all of the major worlds in video games, like, again, The Witcher or... Skyrim or any of those fantasy worlds and this is basically a ready-made world it's got all of the lore like you don't have to come up with any of that stuff so question given the opportunity if you could would you side with say Gryffindor or would you side with Voldemort I would go with whoever the sorting hat would put me in and the thing the thing is too from what I've been reading and obviously this is all leaked and there's not a lot of information about this game um, but from what it seems like, you could pick a good or evil path, which nice. really opens up a lot of different possibilities. See, what I, yeah. I, what I like to do, and feel free to share what, what your input is as well, what I like to do is predefine my character's personality. And all decisions, I do not make the decision based on what is lo- most logical for, to maximize my earnings. I make the decision based on what reflects his personality or her so Makes sense to me. in Skyrim right now, I I took the path of a really talented dragonborn, but I also have a really, really, really short fuse. So even if I'm doing good with that, everyone, I'm, my clan loves me. If one guy annoys me, I kill him and they all turn on me. And it makes my experience much more difficult. And I'm now stuck in the wizard college because I killed the head wizard and no one liked that. And I didn't save for a while ago, but... It, it's an interesting experience for sure. I I read about the, the Harry Potter game. Like someone was talking about, like, oh, I wonder when you can use like Avada Kedavra and stuff. And someone was like, you probably have to level up quite a long ways on the like evil side of the skill tree. It, it's going to be like any game like that, right? Like Mass Effect even had that kind of thing where, um, you can choose to be Paragon. Like, yeah, right. Um, Paragon or what's what's the other Renegade. one? Vigilante or something. Renegade. What's it? Renegade. Um. So yeah, it's probably going to be something similar to that. I know that you're a fifth year student, and you you apparently work a lot with a, with a certain professor whose name I didn't recognize, but maybe like diehards would. Um, I would be a Ravenclaw, by the way. I would not be a Gryffindor. I would not be a a, a Voldemort. You <laughs> must not be named. I'd be a Ravenclaw. I too would be a Ravenclaw. I feel, didn't we talk about this on one of the podcasts? I think I actually got Gryffindor, and one of you guys got Hufflepuff, and I found it hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I want to say it was Nerdbar, but that might be wishful <laughs> thinking. 
Um, anyway, I think this case. will be really interesting. I'm also, and there was no information on this, but I think it would be super cool if this was like, I can't decide actually. Part of me wants this to be a single-player experience where you're totally immersed and you can do your own thing. But another part of me, and sorry, that's the dog scooting around on the floor. Um, another part of me thinks that it could be really interesting if it was like a Fallout 76 type thing or like Destiny, where it's kind of like a multiplayer thing and you're just like out in the wizarding world. Open oh, world. We'll find out soon. I know. I hope so. And it was semi-confirmed because Warner Brothers did report the video for copyright infringement. So they must think it's <laughs> That right. means it's real. Yeah. Um, hopefully, we'll, we'll see soon. Is there any word on... Well, I feel like we would have no idea what the release date would be. But it looks like it's fairly well along. I hope it's soon. I would love to know about this game soon I, I hope it's like this generation and not like something we have to wait three years in a new console generation for I want it now I've been waiting all of my life for my letter from Hogwarts this is it you heard it here first folks and I heard it here that if I ever want to prank you I should write you a letter from Hogwarts although I might have missed the boat on that I feel like I'm a little bit too like, old yeah now that you're as old as you are you probably wouldn't believe it if only I had known you when you were 11. Right? Ooh, I, I know a character. I'm going to call my character Mumbling Max. Yes. That'll be his name. Just keep that keep that locked away for however long until this game comes out. He hangs out with Myrtle every now and then. Oh, I, I get it. Like Moaning Myrtle. Yeah. Harry Potter <laughs> reference. Um, speaking of games, let's move on to our game segment. Uh, for those of you first-timers, one of us hosts the game now, and the other two people are pitted against each other in a battle of wills and knowledge and often luck, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm going to follow the format we've been following for the past. Uh, we're going to play a golf-style game. Um, we're going to do an entire Halloween episode, uh, I imagine, but in the spirit of October being October... Uh, I wanted to talk about the most popular Halloween candies in America. Now, I have a list of the top 25. So when you say popular, do you mean popular to give or popular to receive? Let me read you everything that I know. This article came out September 21st, 2018 on a website called The Daily Meal. Don't Google it. That's cheating. Uh, blah, 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 blah. the most popular candies for this year we got in touch with our friends at candystore.com which apparently is a real website they combed their internal sales data to see how many pounds of different Halloween candy are bought nationwide uh, and while the favorite Halloween candies of every decade have changed a bit the most popular Halloween candies today are primarily tried and true classics as I guess that's a hint um, see I feel like yeah. that's kind of Hmm. So it's a pencil. It must be pencils. No, so it's by like dollar amount and not like we took a survey of all of the children in the world and they prefer to get this in their Halloween bag. Okay. Arsenic. That's good to know. <laughs> Razor blades. This is, so yeah, I, that that's everything that I know and that's all the information you have to try and guess. Um, I will say, looking at this list, I have the list of 25 open in front of me. Uh. They're all 
pretty specific. We're, we're looking for a specific, in, in, except for a few rare cases, we're looking pretty much for a specific brand name of candy. Who goes first? Um, oh, boy. Well, I let Nerd Bomber do the first, what are you up to? So I feel like I'll let you do, take the first guess. Let's say right now we'll do five guesses a piece. If your candy that you guess is not on the list, it's 25 points. Otherwise, the amount of points you get is its rank. And whoever has the lowest number of points at the end wins the title of King Candy or Queen Candy. Sounds like a plan to me. Snickers. Okay. Snickers. Hot out of the gate with Snickers. Snickers is number three. So, well done on that. I'm going to go with um, Reese's. Reese's is number Right off the bat, we're shaping up for one of the closest Wait, games. Wait, was that number ever four? Had. It was number four. Okay. So you're down by one. It's an early game yet. Let's do five guesses apiece. Uh, tactic back over to you. Milky Way. Milky Way is number sixteen. Wow. Bit of bit of, bit of a hit for you there. Okay, I'm gonna go with M and M's. M&M's are number two. Woo! Really? Like you're in the hole. They're so easy to really, eat. Really? You get those little packets. They melt in your mouth, not in your hand. That is... Well, that's that's said, slogan, right? Or is that just a thing that people say about Skittles. it? Skittles. Skittles is number one. Are you serious? Do people I even am... like Skittles? Seriously? So I, hey! I like, first of all, I like Skittles. And second of all, it's like the same thing as M&M's, but if you like fruity stuff instead of chocolate stuff, it's, it's your game. Gross. Um, you're just mad because you got number one. Anyways, it's your guess now. Okay, how about... Um, I feel like Three Musketeers. Damn, that's what I was going to say. Three Musketeers is number 20. Seriously, but I feel like people buy them for children because they're easy to eat and they're soft. You guys have gotten one through four, 16, and 20. These stats, uh, are, also, these stats are incorrect. We've each, so you've each guessed three, and right now, Tactic is winning by a healthy six points. All right, let's go, Tactic. Tactic, it's your guess. Butter a lot of pressure now. Butterfinger is number 14. Okay. So we've already said Snickers and Milky Way. Hey, no cheating. We've already said this stuff. <laughs> this is, you should be paying attention. I mean, if she's just self, like, doing a self dialogue, that's not really cheating. She's just going over what's been said already. How about? This is intense. Hmm. No, that's not a good one. I feel like I'd be very good at this. Start throwing that out there. I love candy. Starburst. Starburst is number five. That was, that was huge for, for Team Nerd Bomber. Damn. So you guys got one through five. Good job. Do you, know, is... do you know what made me think of Starburst? No. I don't remember where I saw it. And it might have been a meme. But there is like this ice cream stick and it was flavored like pink Starburst. And I remember thinking Ew. to myself, like, that would be a delicious ice cream stick. Scalding hot take, pink is the worst Starburst flavor. But that's a discussion that's probably... What's wrong with you? Pink is my favorite. Pink is almost everyone's favorite. That's why I said it was a hot take. Actually, yellow is my favorite. 
Just yellow move. is my second favorite, and yellow is criminally underrated. Right? It's yeah. so lemony goodness. Mm. Everyone's like, yellow's the worst, and I'm like, you're the worst. I take my candy very seriously. You each have one guess left. Let's get another score update. Uh, the, the the tables have turned here. Uh, Tectic, you have 34. Nerdbomber, you have 31. So Ooh. this is incredibly close. Don't Every call it a comeback. Twix. Oh, I forgot about those. Twix is going to hurt you. That's 22. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that that stinks. You, know, you can guess you can guess dog food and you win automatically. <laughs> this is dog food's not on here. I know. I'm no saying. One, wait. Um. She can guess anything and wins at this point, based I mean, on your scoring anything. principle. Tootsie there's rolls. Can, I always get a frick ton of tootsie rolls. Oh my gosh! She might have blown it. Really. Tootsie Rolls is not on the list, so 25 you get. Are you serious? I get I am, Tootsie Rolls all the time for Halloween. I'm Stone Cold serious. And you know what that means? You have got to be kidding me. Did we tie? I'm pretty sure you tied. Let me do the math. No, she won by one. Get out of here with that. No, you guys tied. All right, so it's sudden death. Um, hang on. Not, Tactics got me second guessing, so let me... Let me open up my calculator on my computer just to make sure I'm adding these three numbers, these five numbers correctly. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys, you guys are tied. So we'll have to do one sudden death round, I guess. So tactic, start thinking while I add this up. But yeah, tactic, you have 56, and nerd bomber, you also have 56. Wow. It's tied. This is uh, this is a first in in online warriors game history. First of all, you guys don't seem excited. This is very exciting. This is stressful. Hey, what is the last one that you guessed? He wasn't paying attention. Oh, crap. He might say it again. I'm not going to give it to him. I'm not going to tell you. That's that's not in the rules of the game, but it is now. This is great. He's contemplating. He's thinking hard. Hmm. Shh. Hush. I'm still, I, I'm still shocked by that last one not being on the list. Take, take it up with the Daily Meal, which I should say now maybe a totally bogus website. It's just when I googled this, it was the first response. If I can get whatever seven is, then I've mailed it in. Right, but six, you... six has also not been guessed. You guys got one through five. Uh, then you got 14, 16, 20, 22. And then... I'm going to guess... Let's do it. Come on. We got to put a Kit pen. Kat. Kit Kat is number 18. Okay, that was going to be mine. So now I, don't I have know. to backtrack a little bit. I don't know how you should feel about that tactic. It's, I mean, it's not a 25. Mm. It keeps the game interesting, that's for sure. I, I, I will say one thing. 
the ones that you have not gotten are are gettable. Are they very obvious? Stop giving her hints. I'm not going to give you any more hints than that. Um, okay, I think I am going to go with the... Oh, man. Crunch Bar. Uh, oh, man. Did I blow it? She blew it. That's, ah. that's a 25 for you. That's not on the list. I am so sorry. I'm surprised you didn't say Heath Bar or Take 5. Heath, Heath Bar and Take 5 are also not on the list. So wait, what is on this list, then? What are people so, eating? Okay, Tactic <laughs> wins. Tactic takes it by 7. Congrats to Tactic. Uh, let me read you the full list. There's a couple on here that you guys are probably going to be upset about. Um, one that Nerd Bomber is definitely going to be upset about, but I couldn't give it to her on a technicality. So number one was Skittles, number two was M&M's, number three was Snickers, number four, Reese's, and number five, Starburst. You guys got all of those. Great work. Number six was Candy Corn. What? No. Yeah. But that's not even the most surprising one on this list. Number seven, I cannot believe is on this list. Hot Tamales. No way. Have you ever okay. eaten a hot? What is number eight? A pencil? I'm calling. I'm <laughs> calling BS on this entire list right now. Well, right. okay. Well, we can call BS after we established that one. But I mean, number eight was was Hershey's, which I feel like you guys should have got. But no one actually like I've never seen anyone actually buy the little mini Hershey's to give out. Like you buy that for s'mores, you buy that no, to I've... melt down. Nobody actually eats a Hershey. Uh. First of all, I do. I have a candy bowl at home, and I buy the Hershey's Minis for my candy Andy's bowl. Candy's candies, are they on it? Andy's candies are not on it. Let me read the rest of the list. Number nine is the one that Nerd Bombers can be most upset about. You guess you Tootsie, Tootsie Rolls. Pops. It's Tootsie Pops. Ah. Number nine is Tootsie Pops. I couldn't give it to you. They're different things. I was uh, I was thinking about Tootsie Pops, and then I went with the Tootsie Roll because I thought it was like more vague. I don't know. Number ten, Jolly Ranchers. Number eleven. Yeah. Laffy Taffy, oh, number twelve, one. Sour Patch Kids, which I kind of disagree with. Yeah, I didn't get many of those. Like, if I did, I was like super stoked, but nobody bought those. Hey, what about uh, Duds? Are they called Duds? Milk duds. Are, milk, milk duds are not on here. Number thirteen was Almond Joy. Oh, number, that's number fourteen you got, which was Butterfinger. Fifteen was Blow Pops. Sixteen you got, which was Milky Way. Number seventeen, Swedish Fish. For Halloween. Number, I guess. I don't know. Number 18 you got. That was Kit Kat. Number 19, Double Bubble Gum, mm. which definitely happened. I remember that. Number 20, Three Musketeers. Number 21 is another weird one, Lemonheads. I don't think so. I don't buy that. 22, Twix. 23, Lifesavers. Hmm? 24. The, the mints? No, like the, the hard candy, I guess. Yeah, I know. Those are mints. No, there's fruit. I think the original Lifesaver was actually fruit. Hmm. You never had a fruit lifesaver? No. Dang, girl, go buy you some. <laughs> uh, they're pretty good. Also, the gummy ones are pretty good. It doesn't specify which one these are talking about. It might in like the this, this slideshow, but I'm just on the list for you. Number 14, or sorry, number 24 is Whoppers, which, for my money, the worst candy ever. Oh, they're disgusting. Uh, and number 25 just says licorice, but you can fill that in Ew. with Twizzlers, I feel like. This, bit, this list is so, like wrong but i won it, so i'm okay i mean and there's no crunch bars no no crunch bars the the huh. 
the slideshow appears to give quite a bit more in-depth results on like in-depth analysis on each one um including how many pounds it looks like the metric might be pounds uh like how many pounds are sold for halloween i don't know where they're getting that number but i'll just tell you because we're running out of time but i will tell you that the top seller skittles apparently over almost three and a half million pounds sold that's crazy that's so many i mean i guess that's really not that much though also, you were, you, were was it you, Nerbomber, that said Skittles aren't even good? Yeah, Skittles aren't even good. They're past M&M's, which was in second place, by over a million pounds. I'm shocked. So there are people who clearly disagree with you. Anyways, we'll talk more about Halloween in a couple of weeks, or maybe in four weeks, or in some amount of time that's near Halloween. But until then, thank you all for joining us on this fantastic as always episode of online warriors hope to see I, you again yeah uh hopefully we'll all, we'll all be here that sounded ominous Nothing, <laughs> everyone's fine everyone's fine <laughs> we'll see you soon good